Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and as usual, I will be your host and dungeon master as we follow our three heroes on their challenging adventures in Elfland. Before we get back into the action, however, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's next for Stronghold. As you can probably tell, our current campaign is wrapping up in just a couple more episodes. Once we finish those, we're going to take a bit of a hiatus as we get our next campaign sorted out and running. More details are certainly on their way, but for now, we know that we want to return to Eideron, and that we'll be welcoming some new players, as well as saying goodbye to a few old ones. With all of those changes, there are a lot of details that need to be figured out, so we're expecting to start releasing the new story sometime in the spring of 2023. Of course, until then, you can keep up with everything that's happening with us on our social media accounts at GoStronghold or our website, GoStronghold.com. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to our story with a brief recap of what happened last time as Thomas met back up with the rest of the party at the home of Matherin. There he found Freddy and Lynn waiting as Drummond continued to fastidiously polish his armor. Seeing an opportunity for some tomfoolery, Thomas rubbed some dirt into the armor, which prompted Drummond, of course, to respond by encasing Thomas's head in a crude stone helmet. As Freddy and Lynn just laughed and watched, Thomas made the best of a rocky situation, and using Snack as his eyes, decided to just use the rock for protection, and started challenging anyone he could to a fight. Eventually, Lynn helped him find a way to get it off, and dinner was had at Run's family's home. Draman and Thomas decide to spend the night in, polishing and pestering, respectively, while Freddy set out looking to party. And that is where we find them now. starts talking. It's long-winded and elvish, and probably most of it doesn't mean that much. But at one point, he does definitely point towards himself and say the word Matherin. Yes! Eventually, the monologue that he's issuing winds up being just sort of him pointing to his mouth and you pointing, or, and pointing to your mouth and shaking his head, and then gesturing in the sort of, like, let's go somewhere else type of a manner. I shake my head, yes, and kind of, like, walk his direction. Okay. He leads you out of the house and through the collection of residences that Aluhara calls her home, and brings you, in the early morning light, to another much smaller residence situated half next to and half over built on stilts a lovely little pond with several stones spaced out in the middle of it set up so that you could walk from one side of the pond to the other without ever getting your feet wet the whole place is idyllic and Matherin knocks upon the door and is shortly answered by what must be the oldest elf 
you have ever seen. A truly ancient individual, if the snow-white hair and wrinkled skin tells you anything. But the elf gestures you in and speaks. And you're sure that you hear him say, you know, good morning, Matherin, what brings you here so early in the day? But you know that his lips did not match up to those sounds. Are you here to translate for us? Uh, he turns to look at you and he says, oh, you're, you must be the human. Yes, I'm Freddy. I suppose that might be what Matherin wanted. Is that, is that the case? Did you want me to translate for you? And Matherin seems to answer in the affirmative. The old man, he grumbles a little bit about his time ought to be more valuable than this at this point, but he invites you into a little parlor and asks you to sit down and says, yes, yes, I'll translate for you. What does this, uh, what is this about? I don't know. Matherin called me here. Matherin begins to speak and it is long-winded and actually, before he even finishes this old elf, he puts up his hand to stop and turns to you. Uh, basically, the gist of what he is saying is that um, he has heard that you want to challenge him to a duel. And he is curious as to, you know, the details, the, the where, the why, the when. <laughs> Where's my dual disc? Where rip? Um, Just bring out a Beyblade <clears throat> ring. Yes. Uh, not so much a duel. I would just wanted to challenge Matherin. Um, he has some gold pieces that my friends and I are looking for, and um. From what I understand, the only way that you guys part with things is through a a duel or challenge of some kind. Well, let me ask him. He he turns to Matherin and they talk for a bit, a minute or two. And turns back to you and says, he knows the the gold that you're talking about. I guess he took it from you several years ago. And yes, he is loathe to part with it. He doesn't want to give it up. But he is also willing to accept a challenge if you think you can best him. Uh how would you feel about a drinking challenge? Uh that's relayed and the answer comes back quickly that if last night proved anything, uh it's that you would not fare well in that. Oh, I think I can Hold my own. Um, the old man tells Matherin that. And Matherin just shouts. He doesn't say anything. He just makes a really loud noise. And you visibly wince. Whereas he does not. Having been the one to make the sound. And indeed, he does look very well composed for a night of partying. I'm still willing to take my chance. Or we can, or we can fight. It's up to you. 
fighting the old man doesn't even translate that he says the combat the fight is normally how we do these sorts of things we are not the people who live under the mountains and they're Overconsumption of alcohols. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, if that's um, what he would like to do, let me know where to meet him, what we're doing. Um, the answer comes back. Because you are two great combatants, Matherin suggests that you make this a spectacle. There are many great rings here for the observing of good competition between fighters invite everyone from all the lands around it could be a great show and to give you sufficient time to prepare he's willing to allow the traditional amount of time say a year to get ready for the fight to practice excuse me um i don't know what you know of our race the human race but uh we we live way shorter lifespans than <laughs> way shorter lifespans than elves oh is that so um for us maybe a week to prepare a week well that is fast um and he, he mentions this to Matherin, who looks equally shocked, but the answer comes back. If that is what you want, then he will oblige. Fantastic. Um, just to lay some ground rules for the the duel. We watched Alahawara duel uh, probably about a couple days ago. There is a point system that you can do with fighting. For sparring, perhaps. And I think Alahuara does that because she's tired of injuring her opponents too brutally, too casually. Okay. It's not good for morale. So what do we play to? Normally, you just fight until one combatant can fight no longer. And then you make sure that they are stable, that they won't die. You heal them. Revive them. Interesting. Well, he says that you... He says that the two of you fought years ago. And that you observed all of this. That it was... Uh, that it was appropriate. The protocols were followed. <clears throat> yes, um, I do vaguely recall. We, unfortunately, um, did know nothing, knew nothing of the elven culture or your guys' culture. So um, it was just a massive confusion for us. Oh, do you do things differently where you come from? Yes, very different. Okay. So, yeah. No, that totally works. We can do that. Okay. A week from today? A week from today. All right. At one of the arenas for the gold pieces. Very good. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, he realizes to Mathrin, who holds out his hand to shake. I shake it and give him a kind of courteous nudge. Not quite a bow, but kind of... Nod? Yeah. Got a nudge? Like a nudge. 
hey, I'm going to try to kill you later. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I'm going to elbow him so hard in the ribs that it just fractures every bone in his body. Okay. So you leave this place? <laughs> You're taking the Thomas approach, I see. Smart move, but you don't like the consequences. All right. Yes. Yeah. So you leave uh, before too long. You're able to find your way back to Lynn and Run's family's house. And there Thomas is and Draman as well. Draman, you still polishing your armor? It's very I'm... polished at this point. Really? It's fully polished? I mean, you've been at it for... Like 12 hours? Probably 16 hours at Can this I point. find any imperfection in the armor that has not been polished? Roll me a perception check. Uh, uh, 19. Uh, there are a few spots which could physically take a second coat of polish. Doing it. Okay. Um, I'm still asking about the armor. So you're doing this in silence, then is what I'm <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Right where I left them, Freddie. <laughs> you return and see that Draman is polishing armor. He is looking very tired, and Thomas is I'm just tapping him on the shoulder, tapping him on the shoulder in a bubble of silence. You discover that moments after approaching and hearing nothing in that little sphere. Can you hear anything in the silence bubble from the outside? Nope. No, no sound waves travel through this. But I am wearing my amulet. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I want his armor. This is ridiculous. I want his armor. He has two sets of armor. I need the... <laughs> Thomas, you have enough things. Look, I have really bad armor. Look, it's you, falling apart. You have me. enough things. If you want better armor, go get better armor. Not Dramans. Not the one that he's polishing, but the one he's wearing. Just go get different armor. The elves have tons of armor. Good point. I need to go challenge an elf for armor. Sure. I got two guards. (laughs) 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 You just see the light bulb flick on in Thomas's brain. All right, I'm going to go find my orderlies. Your orderlies? Okay, you find them. They're outside. I'm going to hand the one that I, that I usually talk to. Okay. <laughs> he rolls his eyes, but accepts the amulet. Wait, I challenge you for your stuff. <laughs> what are you talking Jimmy, about? I challenge you to a duel. No. Yes. <laughs> That's not how the word no works. You coward. He takes the amulet off and hands it back. I'm going to hand him to the other guard. He does. He, you see him tell the other guard <laughs> not to take the, the darn amulet. I'm going to look him in the eyes. I stare him down and shake it out. The first him. guard is looking him in the, in the eyes in the same way. Like, don't do it. He's being a stupid human again. I'm going to say Phantalus to see if I can get a reaction out of him. Don't do it, says the other guard in Elvish, but you get the idea. Keep How long does this stand <laughs> I'm off? I'm gonna look at him. Like, I'm the crazy warlock, and I want to talk to him. He he takes the amulet and puts it on. Tell your friend that he's a he's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he says no. <laughs> he won't fight. He won't fight me. He takes off the amulet. <laughs> <laughs> As I look at him, come on, follow me. We got to go somewhere. 
tell you. All right, friend. where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. I've got guards. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to find the guy. Uh, well, that I was trying to challenge yesterday. Which one? The brother. The brother. Shafail. All right, yeah. you return there. Shafail is in the courtyard practicing once again. I'm going to offer him the amulet. Okay, he takes it. It's like, do you have armor? <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to challenge him. Yes, he has armor. Sorry, I want to challenge you. It is just like a chain shirt. Is it better than what I have? It's hard to tell. You do not know whether it is magical. I'll challenge him regardless. I can get something out of him. <laughs> you really want to fight me? He yeah. signs back. Yeah, I do. All right. Very well. Um, and he he goes. He puts on his armor. Um, he gets his swords. He's ready to go. Real quick before we start, is magic allowed? Sure. All right. We, are we doing this? Yeah, so before we start, I'm going to cast uh, Armor of Agathus on myself. Okay. And I'm going to put uh, Paralysis Poison on my... Da- on my... Daggers. And I'm going to hold both of them. Okay. Um, he sees you do that, and you see him add poison to his short swords. Cool. Okay, dope. Um... Initiative. Initiative. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, 21. All right. You go first. Cool. Um, you sort of square off against each other and, and I know this assume is, it's fighting been, positions. It's been forever since I had this, but since I'm an assassin... And I'm going and attacking before persons have a turn in combat. It counts as... Sorry, it's been so long that i actually forgotten what this does. Because I usually never go before any of the enemies. Okay. Yeah, so I have advantage on him. Okay. Uh, make your attack roll then. That would be a 19. So you are using your daggers, correct? Yeah. As your dagger plunges towards him, he his eyes are wide and focused. He is lasered in on this duel. And very quickly, just inches away from where your dagger would connect with the exposed underbelly of his arm the the less armored interior he shifts his elbow twists his wrist and parries your blow with his sword can i try to attack him with the other dagger yes you can would i get advantage on that one as well uh it is no longer the first attack also since it is two weapon fighting you don't get your dexterity bonus to your attack roll gotcha so it's just uh dice plus if Die plus proficiency. All right, and it's also a plus one, so it would be uh, a yeah. plus one to it. Yeah. Uh, 22. That one hits. Cool. And it has a paralysis poison on there. So you can see 
the the poison working its way through his body this time where you had hit him just underneath the shoulder how much damage do you do by the way um 1d4 plus 4 yeah so roll roll the damage of that i know 8 and he looks extremely sluggish um he is not fully paralyzed however cool i'm going to use my uh, bonus action to cast hex on him okay and he gets disadvantage on strength checks. Okay, very good. Um, he, <laughs> as soon as he feels this poison coursing through him, he starts speaking in some deep guttural language. It does not sound at all like Elvish. And a moment later, the entire area goes black around you. You know um, how that feels. Yep. You do hear his footsteps on the gravel. Give me a perception check. See if you can figure out anything about his movements. 20. It sounds like he is moving away. Cool. It is your turn. All right. I am going to cast Fairy Fire. Okay. It's a, each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Any creature in the area of the spell you cast is also outlined in the light if they fail at a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against an effective creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it. The affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. Would that work? What level spell is this? First level. All right, you cast it, and nothing happens. Cool. How big is the sphere that I'm in? I can't tell, can I? You cannot tell. Forever. All right, I'm going to use my bonus action to dash. like Backwards? Backwards, yeah. All right, um, you move. <laughs> uh, well, that, that would be a full 60 feet, because I haven't moved either. Yeah, so you start moving backwards as quickly as you can and within the first 15 feet you emerge back into the light uh, and you see this sphere of darkness occupying most of the courtyard it looks like it has uh, about a 30 foot radius and it's just it's an orb of pure black void i'm gonna move uh five feet away from the orb mm -hmm. and then i'm just gonna wait for him to come out Okay. On his turn, the orb moves towards you. And you are enveloped in the darkness once again. And shortly thereafter, what is your AC? 17. And shortly thereafter, you feel the scrape of a sword against your breastplate. And another one that gets sort of tangled up in your cloak as well a moment later. And you know that both of his attacks have been foiled. All right. Your turn. Do I have a rough idea of where he's at? Um, Since he just attacked me. Give me a perception check. Uh, 15. It's hard to tell. You don't think he's very far away from you. All right. So, quick question. Yes. If I use Booming Blade, 
and I'm attacking with my daggers. Mm -hmm. Could I use Booming Blade and then still hit him with the other dagger? Yes. All right, I'm going to try doing that. Okay. Cool. That's going to happen. So I just need to make a melee attack against him, and I think mm -hmm. he's in front of me. Okay. That is a one. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do not hit with that first attack. What about the second attack? I'm swinging. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Swing away. That would be a 23. Let's see. Roll a roll a d100 for me, please. This is a first. I've never used these die before. 23. Uh, you swing, and it's the form is excellent as it passes through air in the darkness. Now I know how you feel, Don. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and immediately after your dagger passes through the air, you feel the stab of two short swords. One in your midriff on your right side, the other directly in your back, piercing through your cloak. In total, they deal 15 damage. Cool. And he takes five damage. Why does he take five damage? Because the uh, armor, I cast the armor of Agathus. Okay. While I have the temporary hit points, any damage dealt to me deals five damage of cold okay. to the person that dealt damage. Uh, so he freezes, and you hear him actually cry out in a mixture of shock and pain. But you take 15 damage from the swords themselves, and roll me a constitution check. The saving throw? Yes. All right. Constitution saving throw. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. And that's going to be 16 poison damage. Cool. How you doing? I was fine with the first 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 16 after that sucks ass. Uh, yes. Your, your veins burn, basically, as they continue to pump blood through your system. And some out of your system, too, thanks to those new stab wounds you're sporting on your side and back. So I'm still standing. The poison's getting pumped out with my blood. There you go. Always that's, look on the bright side. <laughs> that's such a silver lining. It's your turn. <laughs> I'm going to try to grab him. Actually, can I... I want. Does it take an action to try to figure out where he's at? Um, that'd be like a bonus action. I will give... I'll make it take an action, but it will last until your next turn. It'll be like focusing just on the movement. Yeah, so I'm bonus action, disengage. Move back like 10 feet. Okay. And then I want to listen. Okay, give me your, give me your best perception check. 29. That's your best. That's good. Yeah. Okay. You, I asked for it and you gave it. Very cool. Yes. You are able to listen. Do very I see closely. like his outline with that no. level of perception? No, but you know where he is. You know how far away he is. And the fact that this is a gravel, a gravelly courtyard does certainly help with that. And yeah, you, you, you've got a good idea where this, where this guy is. Gotcha. He pauses for a moment, sort of, to figure out what you're doing, uh, and then he's going to attack again. The first one hits. 
and deals six damage. Uh, just from the stab wound alone, this one in your thigh, and... Constitution. Constitution saving throw, please. 16. And this one is good enough. You feel the pain again, but it it doesn't damage you in the same way. It does. There's already so much poison in you. <laughs> It's hard to get more poison in you. Gotcha. Kind of full up on that. However, in that attack, the changing of his his stance, his movement through the air, his shifting of weight, you do know exactly where he is. As he moves back out of range, you know he is about five feet to your right now. All right. So I'm going to move up and attack him. I'm going to use Booming Blade. Okay. And then I want to attack him with the other dagger as well. All right. The first one is 22. Yeah, that hits. Cool. And this is the Booming Blade. Okay. So if he moves away from the spot he's at now, he takes 1d8 Mm -hmm. damage. Plus, then the dagger hits him. So that's 8 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to swing with the other dagger. Okay. And that's a crit. Okay. Uh, Roll all of the damage necessary for that one. So that is um, 15 damage. All right. It's his turn. And bonus action. Mm -hmm. Disengage and move five feet away. Okay. You disengage, you move five feet away. <laughs> and listening again, you hear nothing. Waiting for an attack, you feel nothing. It's your turn. Uh, I want a perception okay. check. Roll me your perception check. That would be an 11. You hear nothing. Bonus action? Movement? Nope, I'm just going to wait. All right. It's his turn. You hear nothing. You wait for an attack, but feel nothing. I'm going to try to walk back to where I was. Okay. And then kick the ground, because maybe the poison worked. Um, roll <laughs> me a d100, please. 72. You do not encounter, you do not hit. Any part of him with your foot. All right. You just scuff the gravel. Um, that's all I can do? Unless I can do a perception check? Sure. I'll give you a perception check. Uh, 30. Um, you do hear his breathing. It's a little labored, but he is... It sounds like he is motionless. All right. I'm going to walk up to him. And poke him. Give me an attack roll for poke. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm not proficient in poking, so. Just tell me what, what what'd you get. I rolled a seven. No, you kind of brush past him. It's his turn. You wait. Nothing. It's your turn. Uh, 
I I know this is a douchebag thing I'm gonna do, but I'm going to stab him. Okay. And that's a twenty-one. You definitely hit. Does he move? No. No sound. Nope. Okay. Then I'm gonna try to pick him up. Uh, you pick him up. How much damage did you do to him, by the way? Five. Let's call it a critical hit at this point, because he is unable to. I mean, he's incapacitated, right? You want me to add advantage onto that as well while we're at it? Like, it's already critical. <laughs> it's a double crit. Yeah, that's in total uh, 12. Okay. You pick him up, he is picked up. And then I'm going to try to walk out of the blackness. You walk until you hit a wall. <laughs> and then you like turn around and then you start walking again and eventually the darkness does drop off and you see that he is kind of he's paralyzed in your arms bleeding profusely all okay. over you. Okay, I'm going to try to stop the bleeding. <laughs> Give me a medicine check. You just stabbed this guy. That's a 5. <laughs> He's still bleeding. <laughs> I'm going to start, start running to my orderlies. <laughs> they run up. And you don't need to. And with a little bit of magic, they the bleeding stops. And he is not stabilized, but he's not going to bleed out now. Um, cool. He's still a good, a good ways away from death or unconsciousness or anything. Once he's uh, stabilized, I'm going to hand the amulet to one of the stooges. Okay. The The usual one takes it. Does that mean I get a stuff now? I think this could fairly be called a victory for you. Cool. Would it be considered rude if I started stripping his armor off of him now? Yes. A bit. Can I take his swords at least right now? I guess. All right. I'm going to just ignore anything I just asked him. I'm going to just start trying to take off the armor. (laughs) And I'm going to put the swords in my bag of holding. It's really awkward, you know, because he's yeah. a paralyzed uh, body. I can but still move you his can, arms. you can get the chain shirt off of him. Cool. And I'm going to take the swords as well. Okay, you have the swords as well. Anything else I find on him? I'm patting him down. No, he, he was just out here to practice. Does he have a cloak? Nope. Uh, he was, it was very minimalist. Helmet, anything? Nope. Chain shirt, swords. This was the only thing he was doing today. Well, it looks like I don't get a full set of armor, but better than nothing. Do I feel any tingly from the armor weapons? Any magical sense? Any tingly? Um, there's, there's a. This is a good chain shirt. This is a real nice chain shirt. All right. What about the swords? Those are just swords. You've seen enough swords to be like, yeah, swords. Swords are yeah, swords. I, I'm gonna keep them anyways. I know you will. I'm going to point to the orderlies like, yeah, you guys can take him to the whatever you guys have for doctors. I'm going to go back to the house. They visibly sigh. (laughs) um, And one of them sort of stands in the way of the exit from this courtyard, the doorway that leads out, or I guess the, the little gate that leads out. Uh, sort of preventing you from leaving while the other one knocks on the house and negotiates sort of the care and recuperation of your dueling opponent. Eventually that's wrapped up and the orderlies 
allow you to leave the courtyard, they are not impressed with your behavior today. To be fair, they haven't been impressed with your behavior in the past. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I don't see any change. Okay. But I did get some sweet items out of this. Yeah. Well, you've got some items. You got some items, correct. Now that now that, that immediate thing has been taken care of, what are we doing in the week that leads up to Freddy's confrontation with Matherin amongst great public spectacle in one of the fighting arenas? Leveling up? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good try. So are they just two uh, short swords? Uh, yeah, they're two normal short swords and a plus one chain shirt. Nice haul. I don't think the chain shirt is any better than what I'm wearing. No, I don't think so. I'm going to... So, in the week leading up, um, obviously, Jarman's uh, going to finish polishing his armor at some that point. That happens day two. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, day two. And then um, I'm going to spend my time experimenting with different combinations of wearing both sets of armor <laughs> to find which one works the best. There's only, what, three combinations? One, the other, or both? Well, I mean, so... Uh, so I could wear the Iron Man armor on the inside, or I could wear the Iron Man armor on the outside. You cannot wear the Iron Man armor on the Why? Outside. Doesn't it form fit to whatever it... you look, whatever you're like? Are you going to try it? Uh, yeah. You try it? Okay, so you, you take the 10 minutes to put on your plate armor, uh-huh. and then you try to step into the Iron Man armor, and it wraps itself around your plate armor, and then begins to squeeze as oh. it tries to fit okay. to your form beneath and you hear several distressing groans from your plate mail armor yeah i undo that real quick yeah Yeah, i thought so okay uh so so i switch around um it is definitely possible (laughs) for you to wear the iron man armor underneath Uh the regular one you do not immediately perceive any benefit to doing that okay but do i perceive any negatives Whereas when you wore Iron Man alone, it was all, you know, yeah. freedom of movement. Yeah. Now you are as encumbered as you were when you just wore the plate mail armor. Okay. So. But double you... armor. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Double armor. Again, I, I cannot give you an AC of 29. I will not give you an AC of 29. But it doesn't make any sense. I am wearing two. Like, it would be twice as hard for something to get through my that'd armor. Be, that'd be like me wearing my chain shirt underneath my breastplate. Which and you should for, be able to do. Yeah, it makes sense, but he won't let The thing is, plate mail is already several layers of armor, mm-hmm. right? The idea is that... If you get hit when you're wearing plate mail, it's in one of the few weak spots left, right? So they're basically face blows and, you know, neck twists. And in the armpits, behind the knees. Well, with plus one, even the joints on on that are good. He's wearing basically magical chain mail underneath slightly enchanted plates. It's very hard to hit him already. You are... It's like putting a wall behind another wall. You don't have, like, they already couldn't get through. Now, guess what? They can't get through. It's, you're protecting what's already protected. So double armor. Uh, no, diminishing returns. So I should just give me the Iron but Man But returns. Armor. 
Uh, yeah, the return is what nineteen AC. Double uh, armor. Before double shield. armor. Hey, how about this? I just give you my chainmail for the Iron Man armor. Then you du- still have double protection. Double armor. But I have the Iron Man armor. No. Okay. So since I am the one that negotiated the deal for it, nah, I forgot all about that. So, <laughs> or is there anything else? Oh, how long does it take me to figure all that out? A day, maybe. Really? <laughs> oh man! You gotta fill it's your time. It's clearly the only thing you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably at some point, Drummond, Alahuara does actually come and find you, and she asks uh-huh. if you want to spar again. Um, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spar again. Uh, that was a, a fun experience, and she is a, um, a very accomplished and adequate enemy. Give me. So instead of doing the whole thing again, yeah, we're gonna do just sure. contested attack rolls. Okay, does that seem fair yeah, to you? Yeah, that's fine. You don't okay. have to rehash the whole thing. She got a twenty-three. I got a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> How's your double armor working for you now? <laughs> I'm like, gur, gur. <laughs> so she she <laughs> saw you experimenting with this. Yeah. And just to prove a point, like, she comes up with her translator and is like, why don't you try fighting me in that? And it's not that it's terribly difficult to move. It's just as difficult to move as plate mail is. Something you haven't experienced in years. Literal years, yeah. So it's not an impressive performance on your part. And she... She cleans the floor with you. Yeah, yeah, that's probably But she has a pretty good time doing it. And when it's all done, when you've sort of washed off the the grit and sweat of of battle, she motions her translator to come over, and he is holding a long bundle. And he extends it to you. Me? Mm Mm-hmm. Me? Mm Mm-hmm. Pick it? Mm Mm-hmm. Hold it. Feels like there's metal in there of the long and skinny variety. Uh, I start to unwrap it. Mm-hmm. I continue to unwrap it. There's a sword in there. I look quizzically at Alahuar. She says something to the translator who translates. Because you like fiery weapons, here's an actually fiery weapon. What does that mean? Because you showed her your, your hammer that was on fire, uh-huh. and then she... She touched it. Uh-huh. No, the sword. You so, you showed her that your masterwork sword was on fire. I'm asking, what does that actually mean that this is actually fire? You got an weapon? actual fire weapon. Hold it. I am hesitant, but I pick it up and hold it. Okay. Um, And the translator says, do you know the elvish word for fire? Uh, I do. Say it. I say it. Fire sword. <laughs> I freak out. Shazam. And <laughs> Shazam. Um, Shazam I, is fire and elder. You just got to scream Shazam I, every time you hit someone. Uh, Shazam, you're dead. I, uh, freak out a little bit. I don't drop it, but I freak out a little bit. Uh, what does this mean? It's a, it's a fire sword. It's a sword with fire on it. Touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> Everyone's uh, gotten to know Freddy. Uh, they know how to respond, exactly, right. which is quickly. <laughs> Stop. And you're not helping. <laughs> uh, Fire that, sword. Uh, thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. I will. Um, uh, I I am incredibly grateful. 
This is what a weapon. Um, any tips for using? I've never fought with an actual fire sword before. It's very cool. Don't let it touch you, is what she says <laughs> through the translator. It will burn you as well as as well as Don't in your fire. Don't let it to touch you. Hey, Elohor. <laughs> so I got some. Uh, what, uh, her, what? her gaze narrows as she looks so, at you. What, like, uh, what, I have, what do I put in here? Is I have uh, fire sword. Thomas sees one elemental weapon. Elahor, I have a question. For yeah, you. So like I got some really nice daggers that you've given me. Why I do love them. They mm-hmm. work amazingly well. Is there a way to put poison on them permanently? She says through the translator again that she does not usually use poison, and when she fights. Uh, you'd have to talk to someone who specializes in that form of combat. You point me in their general direction? And she mentions Matherin and his brothers. How about fire? <laughs> fire sounds like a good event. <laughs> 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 to be fair, until you left him there, like yeah. just slightly above bleeding out, uh, there were no hard feelings after you left him there. Yeah. Slightly, yeah, that's, it out, just occurred were. to me that they might be more. <laughs> there might be more to them. She says, "I'm sure there are people around who know how to make flaming daggers permanent. I do not personally possess that. I will I'm go not talk a, to Matherin. It's like thank you. I will go talk to Matherin and his brothers. Okay, I'm pretty sure I have some items that they would like." Okay, you uh, <laughs> you go back to the courtyard that you know so well, and there you see Matherin fighting two different people at once, clearly practicing for the duel in a few days' time. Man, Freddy um, doesn't have a chance. Shafail is up on a little porchish area looking out onto this courtyard. He's still in a chair, obviously recovering from wounds that are currently bandaged over. I'm going to walk up to him and, like, hand out the amulet. He takes it and puts it on with a little bit of pain. It's like, I will give you 15 potions of healing and your items I took back from you if you can put poison on two of my daggers permanently. You will be healed up in no time, feeling great, all your aches and pains gone, and you have your items back. He thinks about that for a moment and says, actually, that sounds like a... Decent deal. Until you left me to I did, not quite I did bleed get, out. I did get people to stabilize you. Yeah, but then you walked away from me when I... Uh, we're, yes, I will accept this deal. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to hand him back his items. Okay. I can't actually wear the chainmail. <laughs> Your <laughs> attacks with those daggers are going to do an additional 2d4... Yeah, 2d4 poison damage with every successful hit. Okay. So if you got a critical, those would be included in damage in die that you roll twice. Freddy. Yo. What are you doing as you prepare for this fight? Um, well, I watched Draman get his butt kicked. That was Al-Hora. hilarious. Yeah. Very quickly. <laughs> it was over <laughs> in a moment. Uh that was great. Um so I'm get his fire sword. And um, the rest of the time, I'm just kind of, like, prepping my mind and getting ready for this fight. But I'm also kind of, like, trying to integrate with the the place, you know? Like, trying to... I can't communicate very well with all the elves. I know mm-hmm. just a couple phrases, but I do know, like, they, they like to party. And 
I like to party and we had a great time. So um, trying to just win over some of their hearts, I guess, before the big, uh, yeah, it probably, big fight. It probably takes you about 30 hours to get over that hangover. <laughs> uh, it was ridiculous. But wow. you are returned to, I mean, to get fully over To be fair, I had not had anything like that in a very long time. Yes, that is true. Um, you almost OD'd. That's how people OD, man. <laughs> My body was finally getting to a part where it's like, oh, I feel like a human again. No, you don't. <laughs> but yeah, after after those 30 really rough hours, you are back to normal Freddy again. How often do you go back to the party house? Uh, probably every night, but I'm, just, I'm a little more cautious. Okay, very good. Probably... Uh, Probably drinking the same amount that I was before, not in like quantity wise, but like drinking the whole time that I'm there. Just less rapidly. Correct. Lower rate, same duration. Correct. Okay. I get it. Very good. Anything else that you're going to do? Any type of preparation you're going to make? Well, I'm going to do a couple sparring matches with, um, I guess, see if they have any kind of like dummies or... There's there Whatever. this place was made to train. Yeah, there's so training stuff everywhere. I'm just going and training probably like twice a day, towards the beginning of the day, towards the end of the day before I go to the party house. Okay, and just uh you know throw some spells off. You got to get your gains before right. you before you get your drinks. I right. Get it. Yeah. Can't get my dad bod back. <laughs> Never again. All right. And <laughs> I got to look good in my loincloth. As you train, as you go through your regimen, you start to realize, especially through Lynn and Run, the other few people that they've taught uh, this Adoese language, that everyone's getting kind of excited. And so far, even three or four days into this week, there's been a venue change every successive day as more and more people are like, oh no, I want to go to that too. As you get moved or, you know, sort of scheduled for larger and larger arenas until eventually it's just the biggest one they have. Oh, great. And it sounds like it's going to be quite the affair. Normally they have a year. we have year. an opening act? Or is it just us? No one has thought about that. Are you going to suggest an opening act? Yeah. I'm going to be like, since we're making this a whole big thing, we should have a couple matches before us. All right. Well, Alahuara, of course, is in charge. You're going to go talk to her? Yeah. All right. Through her translator. Uh, well, can I take Lynn with me? Because like, maybe I'm having this conversation with Lynn, and she's like, oh, you should go talk to him. All right. And so eventually Lynn comes up to you, and she says, all right, so the venue's been changed a couple of times, as you know, I've been telling you the past couple of days, and... This time we have it for sure, because there is no larger arena. It's Alhuara's tournament ring. Wow. And she is very excited. Everyone's very excited. Normally we have to, you know, we hear about a match, but it's not going to happen for years because everyone's preparing. Your sort of human rapidness, I guess, is really getting people excited. This is very big. Everyone's going to be there. Everyone? Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, yeah, things don't happen that fast here. Since it's turning into a big thing, should we make it even bigger? Like maybe do some opening acts, like maybe some opening fights before the big 
What? The big showdown? Like you fight other people? No, like other people matching up of lower levels and things like that. Okay. Just to show off their strengths and their different like techniques that, and that could be interesting. Almost I guess, like a I guess we'd have to talk to Alahuara about it. Do you want me to do that or Yeah, we should go talk to her. Together? Yeah. Okay, let's go. I'm always down to fight more people. <laughs> Are you gonna be an opening act, Thomas? Yeah. Thomas signs up for every fight. Yeah, yes. isn't this just <laughs> well, his I got, thing? I Thomas got, is nearby, he hears it. This is just Freddy's fight, right? This is just Freddy's fight, yeah. but it's become a big thing. Yeah, but I'm always down to fight the gladiator any, anyone that wants to have a tourney. I will solo all of them with my new poisonous daggers. Okay. Um, are you going with them to talk to Alahuara? Yeah. Okay, on the way there, you suggesting this? Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm down to fight people. Uh, Maybe... I won't even take their stuff this time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> what? Yeah, you just tried to slip that into conversation. Like, this time I'll be cool. Yeah. This time I won't strip him and leave him for dead. Um, what, what happened last time? I got some sweet daggers out of it. From where? You know his brother. Whose brother? You know, Mathis, or Mathrin. Mathrin's brother. The, the youngest one? You know, the one that was practicing sword forms I wanted to challenge? Yeah? I actually challenged him. I beat him. You did? I kicked his ass. Dang. I, guess I gave him his stuff back and some healing potions. And he put permanent poison on my, my stabby knives. Oh, no. My stabby stuff. Oh, they don't what, know what they did. Um, that's what I'm gonna, I need I'll, to rename my daggers. I'll leave that up to Alahawara and how she wants to set up all those fights. Okay, Thomas? All right. But I do want to fight him. <laughs> the three of you, you go to Alahawara. And Lynn tells her what they're there for, and she will serve as the translator for this conversation. Alohar responds, So, what is... You're trying to have multiple fights in the same day? Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking, back in our world, um, we will sometimes have, like, if it's a big festivity, like this is turning into, um, you can't just have a, like, one-and-done like one fight and then everyone goes home you got to like build up to the big grand finale so we have like entry level fights and different people showing off their skills and getting some training in and wanting to show off for all of the people and okay. then it ends with the big fight but that way it's like a day's worth of celebration and enjoyment as opposed to like an hour that could be good we've had a lot of people um training recently to bring the fights to bring the fight to the giants in the near future and it i'm always a good opportunity to show off their renewed skills right like this might be a way that you could um maybe find some of your champions for those fights and hey look you also have a chance to fight your dreaded warlock <laughs> what what are you talking about i'm down to fight anybody Mm-hmm. Fight how? With your weird fairy magic? I mean, I can. Of course, mm. that would be up to your discretion. I'm not saying... And I'm, just like, I'm fine without using any magic. But maybe it Have might be a good idea to see how boxed. your champions fare against him. Yes. Like, pit fight style? All the time. 
That might be cool. I don't doubt that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, he... Thomas does not look like we the go to the underground uh, fighting like, rings, and Thomas is in there just beating the crap out of yeah, everybody. Thomas is not the scrawny rogue type rogue. <laughs> He's a street thug. I think that could be an interesting fight. You look well like a brute. Yeah, uh, like ha- f- um, fists the size of hams. And you got hams the size of fists. <laughs> So you got tiny hams. I got hams. Yeah, real small hams. <laughs> Take got fists the size of hams. And hams the size of fists. I got hams the size of whole oxen. Take my strong ham. <laughs> Take my strong hams. We could we could work with this. I will see what I can organize, Freddie. This is a good idea. Thank I you. Think, I think the people who live here will enjoy it. I think it will be a great time. Very well. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we're looking forward to the fight. I am as well. I'm interested to see how you'll acquit yourself uh, on the field of battle. Have you decided whether this will be a magic or magicless fight? <laughs> yeah, Freddy. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna like motion to Freddy. Like, you want you want magic? I saw him practicing. Like. You're gonna get your ass kicked without. Yeah, it. why would I fight without magic? You're you gonna beat him up with a stick. He's like, I don't know. Your AC is potatoes. I don't even have a weapon. It's like Freddy. I don't know, but sometimes you you surprise me. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know, if you don't use magic. He's gonna beat you in a second flat. I I am terrified to fight him. It is definitely a magic fight. Very interesting. I'm not gonna. We will... We will pre-douse all of the stands so as they so as to not burst into flames. Oh, that would actually be very helpful. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and and Lynn nods vigorously, remembering the time when you almost set her home on fire so long ago. Uh. So the rest of the week passes. Um, I uh, actually so have uh, I found out what the venue is. Uh, yeah, you can find it pretty easily. Um, it's enormous. Am am I able to like walk around in the area? Yeah. Um, it is Coliseum esque, but there are not stands in the way that you would imagine. Think about think about an outdoor like concert venue. How they have the grassy area beyond the seats. It's all grassy area. They just made an enormous depression in the ground. And there are tunnels that lead sort of into it from the from four okay. sides. So how large is the combat area? Uh I would say maybe hundred and twenty feet in diameter and roughly okay. circular. Okay. Is it are there a lot of people around? Uh, at the moment there are four people. Okay. Within this week. I'd like to spend some time crafting some surreptitiously attempting to bind some magic to uh to this to this area. Okay. Uh you can probably come back here at night when there are fewer people around. I'd like to I'd like to do that. Oh, Drummond's doing some sneaky underhanded I stuff. I remember some how the encounter magic. went last time and no no no, not again. Thomas approves. <laughs> Thomas approves. <laughs> Cuz I'm going to anaconda squeeze anyone in that pit fight. Yeah. 
your anaconda do squeeze. <laughs> my anaconda do. My, well, my <laughs> anaconda do squeeze. Snack attack everything. <laughs> oh, can I use snack in the fight? Um, I didn't use them in the last one because I I didn't want to just throw those like and random sneak attack. everyone before i let you go i wanted to say thank you as always for listening to the show remember that we only have a couple episodes left for this campaign so if you haven't already follow us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of our news during the break and until next time keep it nerdy